The Christmas gifts are not wrapped with care. In fact, they're not wrapped at all here. But give us 30 minutes. You can unwrap them by listening to the final gambling edition of the season from six-year seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the six-year seniors! Mikey, how you doing? I'm all right. We talked about it off the air. Shoot, shoot job blues are, 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 are a little less today. It's good stuff. We're taping early. It's early in the day. The, the, the plays haven't been good so far for the bowl season, but we're going to turn that around. That's no big deal. We're going to turn it around. I mean, we, we had one bad day this past Saturday. I, actually, you cashed in on a Texas San Antonio last night, so that's good. I did. I wasn't expecting that. but uh, Me you know. either. Thanks, Frank yeah. Harris, for telling us you weren't going to play an hour before game time. Yeah, it didn't matter. So I didn't see a whole lot of that game, but I, I saw the first quarter or so. Uh, enough to see that Harris wasn't playing and the other quarterback was looking like shit. I have no idea how San Antonio turned it around. I don't either, but I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the air. So Chad Pennington's kid suited up for Marshall was the starter. And one of the McCown boys' son suited up for UTSA. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I didn't really, I, I mean, I saw the name. I didn't even think about the uh, connection. Yeah. There were like 17 McCowns that played in the NFL. One of them... Their son started for UTSA at the Frisco Bowl. Oh, man. Great. We're getting old. You ain't lying. Will the entire McCowan family get together for Christmas? How's that, how's that for a transition? I don't know. I, can you fit Can you fit all the, all the McCowns in one? I don't know. There's a lot of them. How about the McCowans and the McCaffreys getting together? I know there's a bunch of McCaffreys running around in the NFL in college right now. I don't know where I'm going with this transition. Somehow I'm trying to get to the second week of the bowl season and our plays in there. I'm just, once again, I'm just breaking the fourth wall here. I'm I'm, I'm struggling here. The the fourth wall is just, it's bad. It's not, it's not giving today. We're we're unable to, to conquer the fourth wall. We're just letting the entire McCowan family in, the McCaffrey family in, all of our listeners in. Everybody, come join us. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Can I get a Trans Am? Get it from Texas A&M, drive it to SMU. Yeah. Both both A&M and SMU on the docket this week. The question is whether we're on those games. Let's find out. How about that? (laughs) There you go. Now we're back on track. Let's get started with games starting December 26th. Mikey, as usual, start us up. I didn't write the dates down as I went through here, but these are in sequential order for the most part. We're going to start with the the guaranteed rate bowl out there in Arizona. I can't remember if that's in Phoenix, Glendale, Tempe, Mesa, Scottsdale, Prescott, I have it's out in Arizona. It's out in the desert somewhere. All y'all U- desert cities look alike. And it's UNLV and Kansas squaring off. I said all season that UNLV was doing it with smoke and mirrors, and ultimately I was pretty much kind kind of proof right. They got uh, blasted by Boise State in the Mountain West title game. But twelve and a half points is a lot of points in a bowl game. 
just because of that, it's close enough for the Vegas alumni to swing down and see what's going on. I don't know how engaged Kansas is going to be in this. I'm going to take the points just because there's a lot of them. And I'm going to go with the Rebs plus 12 and a half. That's always good. I mean, I've always said you, you got to play dogs. You got to play overs. Uh, however, in this game, I'm on the under. It's 64 and a half. The only reason I look at this is because I do think that UNLV is going to be able to stay in this game. Both teams have solid running games, yet not explosive running games. I know it's Chansey taking an under in a bowl game, but 64 and a half is a lot of points. While this may get into the 20s, I don't think it's going to get into the 30s. That works for me. I I, I like going the under with, with the double-digit dog. Absolutely. I'll sign me up for that. That, that works. Speaking of double-digit dogs, not my only one of the week. We're going to go to the uh, to the military bowl. And really my question is this. I don't care who's starting at quarterback for Tulane. I do not care. Why is Virginia Tech a 10.5-point favorite over anybody <laughs> at any time in the world? Give me Tulane. Give me the points. Give me the green wave plus 10.5. Yeah, there's talk that Michael Pratt might hit the portal, but he has not at this point. And it's getting pretty late if he's going to. So you might have two lanes starting quarterback in the game. That is a ton of points. Oh, man. It came down to this for the season, but Jesus Christ. The Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're, we're, we're doing it. I, I, I know Drake May's out. There's some other guys out for the bowl game. But, you know... The, the theme here is underdogs. I think Carolina has something to play for here. They've been punched in the mouth at the end of the season. Mac Brown's been you know, been questioned here, but I think they rallied the troops for, for for the Mayo Bowl here. They got they got embarrassed by South Carolina in Charlotte a couple of years ago at the bowl game. And I think they can leverage that as hey, we don't want that to happen again. West Virginia, great story, great season this year. But I just think that Carolina's playing a, a glorified home game here. And I think the backup has shown some promise throughout the season in spot work. They'll be able to try out some new stuff. I like Carolina as a dog here. They play Carolina has always played much better as an underdog. This ain't Clemson. This ain't Florida State. It's nothing like that. Carolina plus six and a half. I'll gladly take the points. I wish I had another half. But hey, that's no problem. Carolina's going to win the game outright. Give me some team plus six and a half. Uh, we have another possible parlay then at this point. Uh. And that's because I'm taking the over in North Carolina and West Virginia. It's 54 and a half. And I agree with you. I think North Carolina's backup quarterback will be kind of a plug and play as North Carolina has been for the last few years. West Virginia hasn't dropped a lot in the transfer portal at this point. North Carolina's defense is iffy at best, and I think this could be a high-scoring football game that goes well over 54-and-a-half. Like what I've seen from Connor Harrell. He's been good. I think a lot of these totals, uh, I, I I mentioned that I've, I've got a, uh, a theory to this week's plays, and that is these totals are really low because of, I think because of all the opt-outs and transfer portals, but especially with the big schools, it's not necessarily a real drop in talent. I mean, maybe for the group of five teams it is, but for the power five teams, it's plug and play in a lot of these positions. These totals should not be this low. 
Let's keep moving with with Power 5 teams and future Power 5 teams. And I can't believe I'm, I'm on this game and really on this side, but I'm just looking at it and I'm like, it's too many points. We're going to Boston, Massachusetts. It's a home game for one of my favorite schools, the Boston College Golden Eagles, uh, the bane of my existence in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're setting up a future ACC rivalry here as SMU comes up to town. It's not cold in Texas for Christmas. It is cold in Boston for Christmas. The weather won't be as much of a shock to BC. I think SMU wins this game, but I think BC keeps it within a touchdown. 11's way too many points. Give me Boston College plus 11 in the Fenway Bowl. And once again, you can parlay that with the over. 50 points. BC's got an explosive running game, especially their quarterback, who will be around. I like SMU's quarterback. Uh, Preston Stone is is injured, but Kevin Jennings looked good in his playing time. I think he'll improve with a month to practice. Over 50, man. This is just way too low. Let's keep him rolling here. I'm sticking with the ACC. More dogs in the ACC. Pop-Tarts Bowl, the edible mascot. North Carolina State struggled to open the season and finished hot. Talking all this mess about North Carolina. They're fired up. And I think they're just going to keep rolling that. The The defense has been fantastic. Peyton Wilson won all the awards. Taking on Kansas State. I don't know what Kansas State's uh, get-up is here. But North Carolina State's in it to win it. I'm going to take the Wolfpack. Plus two and a half. The wrong team's favorite. Grab the money line if you can. And parlay it with the over. We have we we have some themes going here. In this case, you got two new quarterbacks who do different things than the starting quarterbacks did. So the offenses are going to change. Defenses won't be ready for them. Forty-seven and a half is the total. This could go screaming over that total. Now we get into the New Year's Six Bowls, and I'm going to start with the Cotton Bowl down here. In 60 or senior South Territory, Arlington, Texas. Anytime you can catch Ohio State as an underdog against a team not named Michigan or Alabama, you take it. Ohio State plus one. Go ahead and cash the ticket right now. Oh, really? I'm that Missouri's got nothing here. I, I know Ohio State's up in the air at quarterback. Don't care. Ohio State has more dudes than maybe anybody in the nation. When you go down the depth chart, it comes down to talent. Ohio State has more of it than your school does. Give me the Buckeyes. This is a lock. Locked and loaded. Missouri is not winning this football game. Well, I don't really care who wins the game. All I care (laughs) is they surpass 49.5 points. It's another over for me. Ohio State's defense, yeah, is good, but in a bowl game where they really don't care if they're there or not, that's what's going to let up. I think Missouri's going to be able to throw the ball. Ohio State's going to have fun throwing the ball around. Uh, Kyle, Having Kyle McCord gone could be a benefit for Ohio State. Yes. I'd, I just, 40, again, 49.5 is way too low for two Power 5 teams that have a lot of talent that's been sitting on the sideline all year. I can't get over McCord going to Syracuse. It's, it's why, like this dude was starting at Ohio State. You're going to Syracuse now? I, I, the, the gaps are wild. 
He originally was going to go to Nebraska, and apparently Nebraska said, uh, no thanks. Kyle McCord's going to end up finishing his career at, like, New Mexico. Is, is this Tate Martell version two? Uh, no, because at least Tate ended up at a decent school. I, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be more like uh, the kid from Clemson, Chase, uh, whatever his name was. Oh. Who, who, who kept transferring down and down and down and ended up at App State, I think. Chase Cord? I can't remember. Yeah, what's his name? Exactly. And that's what we're going to be saying about Kyle. What's his name in a couple of years as he finishes his his senior year at Connecticut? Oof. I got I for his sake. I hope not. Okay, maybe UMass. No, that's even worse. Come on. (laughs) Jesus Uh, Kent State? At least he could stay in the Midwest. (laughs) Maybe in the Midwest. That'll work. And then maybe in the the non-conference season, Kent can play against Ohio State. And McCord will get beat 55 to 14 by his former team. By his, yeah, exactly. Let's keep moving through the New Year's Six here. Bad Street, Atlanta GA, Peach Bowl, Penn State, Ole Miss. The battle of the two teams who can't win the biggest games on their schedule. So this, by default, is now the biggest game left on their schedule. Somebody's got to win it. By the fact that... I'm getting points with Ole Miss. I'm going to take Ole Miss. SEC's got plenty of plenty of talent down there. Ole Miss is loaded up. Penn State's got a fantastic defense. I don't know what their offense can do against Ole Miss's defense. Weird, weird style clash here. I'm getting points with the Rebs. I'm going to take them. Give me Ole Miss plus four. I think they can do a little bit more against Penn State's defense than Penn State's offense is going to be able to produce. Yeah, that's a perfect way of looking at it. And actually, I do not have the total in this game, shockingly. But Penn State's a lot like Ohio State. They're in a game where they really don't care if they're there or not. Therefore, uh, who knows if they're going to show up or not. Mississippi, I think, is going to show up. If not, they're going to have a lot of fun on offense. All right. The non-playoff bowl with, with the most controversy behind it. Orange Bowl, Miami, Florida, Florida State, Georgia. Florida State should have been in the playoff quarterback or not. And the argument what has been for Florida State, look at what forget about the forget about the quarterback play. Look at what their defense has done. I think the Florida State defense is a problem for a banged up Georgia offense. Is Bowers playing? Is McConkey playing? I don't uh, even know. No and no. The, all right. So their two biggest weapons are, are out of the gate right out of the bat. Well, I actually let me let me say they are potential opt-outs, but I, I would think that both of them will not play. There's nothing in the there's nothing in it for them to play this game, especially banged up. I think Florida State can shut down the Georgia offense, and then at that point, it's it's who can who can squeeze out points here. And yes, Georgia should win this game. Georgia is the better football team, but I don't think they're two touchdowns better. No matter who's playing quarterback, I think this game is going to be. You will never find a, a team's, particularly a team's defense, more fired up to play a football game. And here's the thing, and hit people. Then Florida State is going to be at the Orange Bowl. Unless they unless they do the gimmick where they they win the coin toss and then take three knees and punt, which I still <laughs> think they should do. Um and if they if that happens to be the case and they do that, I think the books will will wipe out all the bets. I think I think it'll be a no play. 
But well, in, no, if in they the play case, sixty minutes, man, that, that's a that's a legal play. No, they're no, no they're gonna happen. no, there there would be there there'd be act of God force majeure put into place on that one. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Florida State's going to come out hitting people, making plays on defense, and making it hell on Georgia's offense to be able to do absolutely anything. Florida State's defense is is the game changer in this. 14 points is way too much. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I wouldn't be shocked if the Seminoles win this football game and print national championship t-shirts and do the entire media round on how they're the uncrowned champions. Because at that point, it's hard to say that they wouldn't deserve it. Give me Florida State plus all them points, baby. Seminoles plus 14. You know, that last piece about Florida State playing for the national title, that's a good thought process. And I hadn't thought about it. I did not play this game. I was worried about where Florida State's talent is going to come from because Trey Benson now has declared out and the NFL draft. But you're right. If Georgia decides not to show up and they have a lot of opt-outs, Florida State might be able to motivate themselves over an unarrested Georgia team. That's good. That's a good thought process. Is that Florida State definitely has something to play for? Yeah. Georgia does not. Not Florida, at all. Florida State. This is one of the ultimate, the all-time. Nobody respected us cards, and this gets thrown around in sports all the time. In ninety-nine percent of the time, it's bullshit. This is the one percent. This is the one where it actually applies. Florida State's going to be fired up. They're going to be a load at the Orange Bowl, and I can't wait to watch that game. I got two more on the card. I bet, I'm wondering if you're on this game with me. New Year's Day, Orlando, Florida, the Citrus Bowl, Tennessee, and Iowa. Your your boy Joe Milton fired up for Tennessee. He's got to deal with the he's got to deal with the Iowa defense, maybe the best defense in the nation. Aren't we all waiting for? All right, so you know Brian Ferentz has nothing left to coach for. Why are why are we not pulling out all the stops, the double flea flickers, the wide receiver reverse pass, the we, the, we throw out the fake punts, the whole thing? If I he was going to do can... that, he would have done that three months ago. <laughs> I don't think he knows what those plays are. They're probably probably not. You know, they, they they they've been torn out of his playbook for fifty years. Anyway, but no, I I I, I think Iowa's the play here just because again. We've got a defense that Tennessee has not seen. Again, there's some disrespect card uh, being played here. The whole Big Ten SEC rivalry, you know, the SEC's going to look down on the Big Ten, especially a Big Ten team like Iowa who can't score, so to speak. I think U- uh, UT may overlook Iowa a little bit. Iowa's defense is going to be hell on Tennessee. Uh, should be a good game here. I think eight and a half is too much. I think Iowa keeps it within a touchdown. Give me plus eight and a half in the Hawkeyes. The question I have, and I did not play this game, the question I have is, will Joe Milton throw more touchdown passes to Iowa or Tennessee? And I think Ooh. I'm playing to Iowa. Is that, it, it, what's, what's the line? Is the line my, uh, minus one half? Uh, ten, Tennessee touchdown? minus a half. Okay. So if he throws one with no interceptions for touchdowns, it, Tennessee T- wins. Tennessee yeah. wins. Yeah, gotcha. or, yeah okay. your, your Tennessee side wins. Because I think he'll throw at least one pick six, maybe two. That may be the only way Iowa scores, but the final score could be 14 nothing. That is a horrendous game. I'm glad it's on early on January 1st so I can sleep through it.
That's right, West Coast. You ain't gonna do. In, with in that fact, shit. all three of these games on January first are are not worth getting up for. Let's see. So Citrus Bowl. Oh, the Fiesta Bowl. I almost I almost laid the points with Oregon, but I was like, you know, I, I don't know. But and then the the game down in Tampa. I'm not on either of those games, but I am on the Granddaddy of Mall. And I mentioned rules in life, and I, I do have one rule in life that you you should abide by, and that is if Nick Saban's an underdog, oh, you bet on no. Nick Saban. Take Bama and the points. Alabama wins the Rose Bowl to go to the national championship. Give me the Tide plus two. Simple as that. Never, never bet against Nick Saban. I am betting against Nick. Oh, we are on opposite sides of the granddaddy of mall. I'm sorry, man. This Bama team has smoke and mirrored it all years long. Michigan has the us against them, and rightfully so. Michigan destroys Alabama in the Rose Bowl. For, For entertainment purposes, I hope you're right. But we saw what happened in the SEC championship game. We saw what Alabama did to Georgia. I called it on that one, too. Do not bet against Nick Saban when he's an underdog. You could probably count on one hand the number of times he's been a dog since, I'm not counting the first season in Alabama where he's moving all his chess pieces around. Since the 2008 season, I don't know how many times they've been a dog. But I would have... Oh, I would not have many. Re- I, think we, I think we looked that up uh, when they were a dog to Georgia a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. It was like yeah. maybe two or three times in the last five or six years. Guess what? They won that game too. They did. So I, all I'm saying is that when Bama is a dog, you you don't bet against them. And man, I can't do it here. And the way I'm talking about this game is why the committee made the made the decisions they did to screw Florida State because Alabama and Michigan. In the Granddaddy of Mall, the Rose Bowl, New Year's Day, the whole smash, baby. This is why we watch college football. That's, it comes right down to it. That is a dream match in the Rose Bowl. I know it's not Big Ten, Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac-8, whatever it is. This is Alabama football. This is Michigan football on the grandest stage in college football, and I know everybody's out here pissing them on. Oh, yeah, I won't watch that. You know, the playoff game. Bullshit. You're watching Alabama <laughs> and Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Do not give me that crap. This is why we play college football for games like this. It's going to be a fantastic contest. And when Michigan wins the game 31 to 10, I want to hear you explain why Alabama got the number four seed in the playoffs instead of Florida State. I Especially you, after already, Florida State beat, beats Georgia. I already told you why Alabama got the number four seed in, in the committee. Because they were the SEC champion, and the one rule, the one thing that was written on the board in the room was the SEC champion must be in the playoff. That was it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm justifying what I'm just justified explaining how it happened, all right? Money talks. And the rating that this game pulls on ABC, ESPN, whatever it is on New Year's Day, the rating that this game pulls will prove it. That's how it is. I am not on the Sugar Bowl game that night. Those are my plays. Before we get to my plays, breaking news, Oregon State and Washington State. You saw this. According to reports, are joining the Mountain West. 
Whoa, 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 hang on. No, that is breaking news. Hang on a second. Hang on a second, because that's not the news I saw earlier. Oh, really? I saw, I saw. Okay, let, 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 me, let me find. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You are correct. I, I looked at this too closely. They are joining the West Coast Conference. In everything but football. For at least the football. next two seasons. In everything but football. Everything but they're football. operating. Yeah. That, that'll give, okay, that'll give Gonzaga some good uh, basketball competition. That definitely spices up the West Coast Conference. Man, that's good for basketball. It's good for basketball. The The angle that I saw here was that the Mountain West, there were too many logistical issues currently to make that happen. That's why it's only, uh, for, for right now, it's a two-season deal because it sounds like there's some back-channel workings for beyond that period. Well, by that time, the Big 12 West division will become the Pac-12 again. <laughs> your, your new Pac-12. There you go. So it'll only take two more years for the Pac-12 to get reorganized. Just in time for them to dump the Pac-12 network and come up with something realistic. Yeah. Maybe they can actually get a real network deal this time. Wait, Apple Plus is a real network, damn it. Yeah, sure. It's real to me. Sure, Larry Scott. All right. I've got a bundle of plays and as you've already guessed, a lot of them are going to be overs starting on December 26th. I have the dates. I don't have the bowl games. Uh, oh, you so, got the other way. So roll with me here. First game on my list is Texas State and Rice. This is just going to be a pure shootout between two Texas teams that have a little bit of a rivalry going on. Texas State all year has played fast. They throw the ball around. It'll be interesting to see what Rice can do with A.J. Padgett at quarterback. Total is 59 and a half. It's dropped down from an opener of 62. I say they're going well over that total. That's that would be the first responder bowl here up here at SMU in Dallas. So Texas on Texas violence in Texas. <laughs> so so it's basically like a world class show. So uh, it's Kerry Von Eric against Chris Adams. Yeah, or, or Gino. Maybe we can get, or, Chris, yeah. get Chris Adams and Gino and uh, get the yeah. head shaved. I was ju- I was just. Literally 15 minutes before before we came on, I was reading up about the Von Erichs versus Gino and Adams in the hair versus hair match at Texas Stadium. That's fantastic. Or it was, or it was the Cotton Bowl. It was the Cotton Bowl, I think. That, that uh, was an underrated rivalry. Gino and Chris Adams had such heel heat. It was amazing. They were tremendous pricks. They were tremendous pricks. And if Gino was still alive today, he'd probably still be making money as a heel prick somewhere oh yeah oh absolutely next day already mentioned i've got carolina and west virginia over uh and earlier mentioned i have the kansas unlv under looking at usc and louisville and somehow usc is a seven and a half point dog i understand that caleb williams is not playing but here's a perfect example of guys just waiting in the wings their new quarterback isn't quite Caleb Williams, but he's going to be damn good. And seven and a half points against a Louisville team that has smoked and mirrored all season long. Thank you very much for doing so, by the way. But seven and a half against USC? you got to be kidding me. Probably wrong team favored Trojans plus seven and a half. I looked long and hard at that, and the only reason I stayed off it 
was I still don't trust USC's defense to be able to to manipulate. I think Louisville will be able to, to get some points, but USC's the, the USC's going to score. I like the side. I just wasn't confident enough to pull the trigger. The other game that day, and I found it. It's the Texas Bowl. Texas A and M minus two and a half against Oklahoma State. I'm going to expect that Ollie Gordon is not going to play. And I like Texas A&M's quarterback, Jalen Henderson. He looked good in, in the final game of the season. He's expected to start with Max Johnson going into the transfer portal as well. In fact, he's heading to North Carolina. He is. I wish it was Grayson McCall heading to North Carolina. But he had to go to state, so eh, whatever. I'm not but, sold on Max Johnson, but we'll see. Oh, I'm not sold on him either, but you know, maybe with a lot of talent around him, he might be able to put up some numbers. Maybe. Not holding my breath. But Henderson looked good. I think without Gordon, Oklahoma State is an average football team at best. So I'll take the Aggies minus two and a half. Didn't have a good feel on that game one way or the other. A total stay away. On the 28th, I've got all four games. Already mentioned SMU and Boston College over 50. NC State, Kansas State over 47 and a half. Hey, what do you know? Rutgers in Miami over 40 and a half. Oh, wow. Again, I know Tyler Van Dyke is not playing for Miami. Again, addition by subtraction. Rutgers has a solid running game that they can stand behind. 40 and a half is just way too low. I don't know. Rutgers might might hold the ball for 50 minutes against Miami as far as we know. I don't know. They could still score 40 points in that time period then. Alone. And finally, the late game. This is going to be a lot of fun. Of course, I'm on Arizona, minus three against Oklahoma. The miracle season continues. And this is going to launch them, I was just going to say launch them toward a Pac-12 title next year, but I don't even know where Arizona's going to. I think they're they're going to the Big 12, right? Yeah, maybe it launches them to the Big 12 title next season. No, it'll launch them to the Big 12 West Division title at the very least. Are Are they doing divisions? I don't know. They don't know. There's like yet. 75 teams in the league. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it. God. They're going to put this all the last... Pac-12 teams in the same division, just negating the entire move. So they'll have Arizona, Arizona State. It'll be Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, BYU, Utah. and Colorado. There's five right there. I know BYU wasn't in the Pac-12, but they're in the Pac-12 now. So you got five right there. Then you figure out the rest. See, Texas and, Tech, there's six. Oh, I was going to say, in a couple years, USC and UCLA will realize how stupid their move was. Washington and Oregon will follow. Oregon State and Washington State go, hey, our contract with the West Coast ran out. Look at here. The Pac-12 is back together again. Yeah, yeah. until the until the Big 12 figures out a way to, to pay USC and UCLA what they're about to get paid by the Big 10, there's going to have to be some other shenanigans, which are also on the table, but uh, it's, it's going to take some, some big-time money. I like the Arizona-Oklahoma line. That's a great game. It's a fair line. Uh, I could not take that one way or the other. Looking forward to watching. On the 29th, I've got three of the four games. Already talked about Missouri and Ohio State over 49.5. I've got overs on two others, Clemson and Kentucky, two teams that underwhelmed all season long. I think this is the chance for both of them to break out, and if they're going to break out, they're going to break out on offense over 46.5. Notre Dame and Oregon State. Notre Dame has a lot of talent on their team. Yeah, they're going to be missing Sam Hartman. They might be missing both running backs. They might be missing some linemen. Plug and play. Oregon State 
Damian Martinez is going to play. Whatever trumped-up charges were up against him have been dropped. DJ Ugalele won't play. Doesn't matter. 42 points is way too low for a bowl game featuring these two teams. That's a fair That's a fair assumption. And I like where you're going with the Clemson-Kentucky game. Uh, Devin Leary, he's seen Clemson uh, from his time at NC State. Uh, he'll be ready for that. That's a, I, I like where you're going with those. Auburn and Maryland on December 30th, total 46 and a half. In both cases, you got new quarterbacks coming in. This is a lot like my thought process on North Carolina State and Kansas State. New quarterbacks coming in who are going to be doing new things, no tape on them. You don't know what the offenses are going to do. For at least a half, they're going to run wild. The total is only 46 and a half. I'm going over. Auburn and Maryland, that's a horrible game. That's it is. Horrible, it's absolutely horrible. Horrible football game. God. But now I've given you a reason to watch it. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Notice I couldn't give you a reason to watch Iowa and Tennessee. I have a question. I just realized this. The Orange Bowl, uh, this is sad. I'm guessing this is NFL related. The Orange Bowl, the big bowl of the day, kicks off at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 Eastern. I'm guessing there are games, NFL game, uh, at least an NFL game that night. Probably. Nobody wants to compete with. Come on. Probably. I mean, the NFL has been playing Saturday games now for the last couple of weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if they're playing on uh, on December 30th as well. Well, let's, let's look at this and see what, what they might be competing against. Oh, yeah, you can't put anybody up against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys Lions Saturday night. What, what are we? Ah, uh, I was gonna say they they may still be able to flex out a game, but that's that's a good game. Yeah, that's, that is a good game. Play playoff seeding implications there. Perhaps we'll see what the Eagles do. God, why can't we just play all the goddamn bowl games on January first? God, how oh, well, especially I, I this why... year with the three crap early morning games. I know why they don't want to do it because you don't want to have, you know, overlapping TV windows and you're drawing viewers across. That was what was made it great. I mean, do we want to, do we want to take the NCAA tournament and stretch it out for, for two weeks so we can play all the first round games so there's only one game on at a time? No, we don't want to do that. Part of the magic is having the games overlap, and that's what made New Year's Day so freaking great. But no, now we got to put the Orange Bowl on at 3 o'clock on December 30th because we can't compete with the NFL. Get the hell out of here. On January 1st, I'm only on the two semifinals. We already Mm. talked about Michigan and Bama, and I'm also on Washington plus four against Texas because all the Washington Huskies do is win football games. I am with you on that. But it's I I just feel like at some point the magic runs out and I just hope oh, it's it'll not be here. against Michigan. The magic runs I, out. I hope Michigan. I hope it doesn't run out at all. I'm cheering for Washington to win the national championship. No, I, 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 I'm on the bad guys the whole way. I'm on Michigan until the day they die. Come on. Now go Huskies. I, I, I hope I, I hope they can pull this off. I want to see Michigan fly Texas a drone is, is over the field. <laughs> just to go. 
<laughs> stealing signals? Watch us steal down, signals. Just, just fly it down over the opposing sidelines so they can just zoom in on the clipboards and the playbooks and the whole damn thing. Let's do it. In fact, they need to fly a University of Michigan logo drone across the field in the Texas-Washington game until it gets shot down. That would be fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. We need to do that. So that's all I have, as if that isn't enough. We have no mortgage plays again. Uh, we do have one game that we're on opposite I'm side. I'm shocked game. by that. Me too. I, look, homeboy, look. I have 10 dogs this week. All of my plays were underdogs in the bowl season, and you didn't take a damn one of them. I am stunned. Uh, it's because I couldn't look at sides with all the opt-outs and transfers. So I went with totals. Oh, and that's why we have five parlay combinations. UNLV plus 12 and a half and under 64 and a half. And then everything else is dog and over. North Carolina plus six and a half over 54 and a half. Boston College plus 11 and over 50. North Carolina State plus two and a half and over 47 and a half. And Ohio State plus one and over 49 and a half. Wrap up your Christmas presents in parlay cash. Literally, with the, with the bills around around the expensive jewelry that you've already purchased on, on forwards here. I love it. So that's it. Uh, we're going to come back sometime this weekend with the first of two college basketball previews. The other one will come oh, a few days before New Year's, uh, whenever I decide to allow you to listen to Mikey and I again. Abuse of power. You. Abuse of power. I just say that sounded so pompous. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll return after the New Year's Bowl games to talk about what happened and, and do a quick preview on the title game. And then every Monday until March with college basketball. I've got nothing else for the listening audience. Me either. I, I got nothing. Send us home with what? Famous drone pilots? Nah, we Famous got this. cheaters? Oh, you got this. No, no, we got this. Back off. I got this. It's the holiday season, homeboy. For Yukon Cornelius, Kevin McAllister, Frosty the Snowman, Chris Kringle, Bob Cratchit, all those guys. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I am Mikey Watson. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that stuff. We'll catch you this weekend. We'll catch you next week. Happy New Year. All that stuff. Whenever you listen to this, right here on 60 Senior.